Well, well, well. Anytime I do a preview for pay-per-views, they're always on the fly. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of think about it throughout the day. Of what I'm going to say in the open. How I want to approach a certain pay-per-view. Doesn't matter what it is. WrestleMania. Extreme Rules. Survivor Series. Doesn't matter. I give it to you straight. Because that's how it deserves to be presented. Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. WWE's last chapter of the year. When we look back on 2019, I consider this another down year for WWE as a whole. When they there were some good moments, don't get me wrong. But not enough to consider it even close to an up year. Not even close by a landslide. A lot of what we've seen this year has been flat out garbage. This year felt like a blur in terms of WWE. And if you think I'm wrong, I would love for you to debate me on it. Going into TLC, coming off of a Survivor Series, that was actually decent. We then come up a few weeks later to the end of the year and TLC. This build by no means was good. Not even close. A lot of what we're seeing on the card is simply rematches. Storylines I haven't given a fuck about. And looking at the card as a whole, out of the seven matches we already have, and possibly more depending on what goes down this weekend, especially on Friday for SmackDown, there's only maybe two matches on the card I'm interested in. I'll talk about those when we get to that point. The rest of the card just seems very, makes me very disinterested in this pay-per-view. I'm going to be as thoroughly blunt as I can when I say this. If it weren't for the podcast, I wouldn't be probably be watching TLC. I would be watching football. But I do this podcast because I love talking about professional wrestling. And I'm willing to take that chance and watch that pay-per-view just so I can get it out there to you guys and let you know how I feel about it. And you interested in, you know, quality professional wrestling content. You like how I get down, which means you do listen. And for that, of course, I'm always appreciative. 
TLC does nothing for me in the grand scheme of things. Now that we're heading into Royal Rumble season, I, I've seen no value in this freaking pay-per-view whatsoever. None. None. No value. This is just a pay-per-view to be a pay-per-view. A Sunday Night Raw, as we would you was most of us would joke about. Especially when it was the brand split, dear God. It was just an extension of either Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, which was at that point on Tuesdays. We have two TLC matches that, storyline-wise, I just haven't given a shit about. And one of them, with which is Roman Reigns and King Corbin, can honestly go fuck itself. I We talked about it before, though. Reigns, this, this feud between himself and Corbin... Is, is merely a placeholder to get to where we're probably going to go, which is Royal Rumble. And again, don't be surprised if they have Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania 36, and defeat The Fiend for the WWE Universal Championship. What, you thought, it was, you thought this wasn't going to happen? It was only a matter of time before Roman Reigns was going to be back in the main event scene. I would have loved nothing more than to see him and Shinsuke Nakamura go for the IC Championship. I thought that would have been a fucking fantastic feud. If they built it correctly. A signature win in the in the reign of Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, I'd be all for that. And more than likely leading to Shinsuke Nakamura at Sami Zayn at, freaking, uh, at fucking uh, WrestleMania 36. That would be fantastic. And somewhere in between, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy are doing some fun shit with Shinsuke as well. But, you know, they're fucking retarded. And, well, they don't seem to book the way we would like them to book, and they book like straight garbage. It's a dumpster fire. This pay-per-view could end up being a dumpster fire. That's being fucking serious. This pay-per-view could turn into a literal dumpster fire. What I'm looking at the like, looking at this card on my laptop right now, sitting here, and just looking at it makes me want to fucking vomit. This is what you came for, and again, thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. But looking at this card, I, I just there, this is just a, a very low value pay per view coming immediately off the of Survivor Series, and it's there to it's, it's something we're gonna watch for two and a half hours and get mad about. I'm gonna get mad about it. I'm gonna have fun making fun of it. Come Monday, it's gonna be great. <laughs> But just, just given everything we've been given, and I'm just going to bring it up right now, Rusev and Bobby Lashley can go fuck right off. This whole, this this entire thing between Rusev and Bobby Lashley has been the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life in terms of storylines. You, WWE, the fucktards of professional wrestling, thought it was a grand idea to take storyline that you were going to have for Mike and Maria Kanellis with the whole pregnancy bullshit and turn it into a straight up Maury show. Kanellis then asked for his release from WWE 
on behalf of himself and his wife. So then you got then you were like, oh shit, we we got we need to still do this angle. Who can we put it on? Oh, look over there, it's Rusev and Lana. Let's put it on them. And you put it on them, and it turned into a complete shit job for fucking like what two months. It immediately went right off Mike Canellis and right into Rusev. And you and I both know, meaning you and you, you listening and me talking about this, we both know that Rusev deserves much better than he's he's been given at this very moment. It sickens me to my core. Because Rusev, honestly, right now, could be a multi-time world champion. At least one ring. But no. They'd rather put him in this bullshit cuck angle that leads to a bullshit divorce, at least to a tables match against Bobby Trashley. With Lana by his side. This has been an utter shit show. That is probably the word of the day, because this show can turn out into a shit show. It really could. And you and I both know that this would just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh my ass off. Again, two matches out of seven I'm interested in. This, this. The rest of it, I... I, <laughs> I would rather vomit. I would honestly rather watch paint dry. I would rather I would rather play NCAA football 13 and make different plays out of the shotgun. Three wide to the left side. The New Day Revival. The Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. The Viking Raiders against anyone, because apparently on this past episode of Raw, they issued an open challenge. Street Profits accepted the challenge, but they lost. Then on backstage, last night, it was revealed the Viking Raiders had issued another open challenge for the titles of TLC. Why couldn't you just do an open challenge at TLC and have the Street Profits gun for the Tag Team Championships? You basically wasted it. Like, what in the absolute fuck? You wasted an open challenge. You could have just made the announcement on Raw that you, at on Sunday, issued an open challenge to any tag team willing to get their butts whooped. Kick off the show. Viking Raiders. I fucking hate that name. So we're going to call them, of course, War Raiders. Come out. Grab mics. Pretty much, you know, wants to see who answers the call. And out come the fucking Street Profits. Boom. Tag team title match that no one was expecting on the card. And Street Profits are kind of over. On NXT, they're over as fuck. On Raw, they're kind of over. And it would have, and they would have had a decent match to kick off the car, get the crowd going, and you go, and and from there we go. But no, you decided to blow your load early, 
You saw you, you took the shirt off, the titties came out, and you uh, that was you. Okay, not you per se, but WWE. If you want to go with that analogy. I, I just don't see how this could be a good pay-per-view. I don't. I go off their track record, homie. I go off their track record. Survivor Series, like I said, decent card. Better than expected card. Gave it a C plus. Much better than the pay-per-views I've been given. When it was just, you know, Hell in a Cell and fucking... I don't even remember September's pay-per-view because I don't give shit. SummerSlam, Extreme Rules, Super Letdown. If it walk like duck and quack like duck, more than likely it is duck. If they've been giving us bad pay-per-view after bad pay-per-view, then one decent one, then a shit one, then a really fucking shit one, and then a decent multi-brand pay-per-view, which everybody was pretty much thumbs up on, and then we get to this bullshit. Ask yourself this question, are you supposed to care at that point? Do you care that... You're, you're being given another mediocre pay-per-view? Or are you one of these fools that accepts mediocrity and is okay with this card? You, the person listening to this, are definitely not stupid. We have something called common sense. Now, me personally, I have a lot of book sense. Been told I am very smart, and I just, I just usually tell people I just happen to know a lot of shit. Call it what you may, but... I learned to have common sense. Over time, I've learned, you know, maybe you should do this instead of that. Common sense things, you know. One plus one is two. Socks before your shoes, unless you're wearing flip-flops or them chanclas. Drinking a little bit of the 40. But other, other than, you know, like I said, the two matches I actually give a shit about, which is why I haven't been talking shit about Bray Wyatt and The Miz and Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy, is because, like I said, they're the only ones I care about. The Kabuki Warriors versus Lynch and Flair does nothing for me. In a CLC match for the title, tag titles. Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, or as we always lovingly call him, your, you know, wonderful, wonderful, Wonderful. Applebee's general manager. He, he, he switched over. Realized the dollar uh, vodka lemonade cranberries were pretty fucking solid. Had a couple of those. He's like, you know what? I like to work here. But more than likely, Reigns versus Corbin is your main event for TLC. Let's, let's just talk about that for a second. I would not be surprised if Reigns Corbin was your fucking main event for this shit. Would it surprise you? Probably not. It shouldn't, but it probably won't. That was a double negative. Eh, we'll keep it. We will sit down on Sunday. We will watch. 
We will observe. We will be intrigued by some things. And then shit all over it. And y'all know I'm going to be live tweeting. That's the way it's entered to WWI. Shameless plug. I'm going to talk shit the whole night. It's what I do. It's what, it's what you're known for. When you're made. Here. Podcasting. Shit talking. It's what I do. Not saying I'm good at it, but I like doing it. It's fun. And then all the, and then, and then people on, on Twitter, literally. You know, I, I talk shit about WWE and then people try to defend the shit. You know. At me or whatever. And they're just like... Anytime I hear that bullshit, I just think I'm my niece. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just that that's what I hear in my head when you're, when they're spewing out foolish nonsense on social media. And I'm just sitting there just like, what? Can I help you? Okay, you're spitting nonsense. Get out of here. And, and I know there's going to be people defending this pay-per-view. I know there's going to be people defending Rusev Bobby Lashley. I know there's going to be people defending Reigns and Corbin. And and as as that is your right. You do have an opinion on this sport. We all do. It's like assholes. Everybody has one. But let's make, you know, make sure we keep it all the way fucking funky. The expectations for TLC is low. At least on my end. On yours, maybe a little different. But honestly. Could you find something better to do than watch WWE TLC? Could you? Most of you probably would. And that's all well and good. That's fine. If you don't. And you like football like me, I'll probably have the game on my laptop while watching TLC. Fantasy football semifinals, Lake 2. Gotta do it. For the guac. Diet Coke action today. Let me wind this up. Let me end like let me end it with this. We are gonna watch. We will observe. We will take in. We will let it go in. We will let it, you know, wind around in our brains. We will formulate our thoughts. And then we'll come on Monday and we'll discuss. And from there, we'll go. Do I have hope for this pay-per-view? Not really. I don't. I honestly don't. But as always, I hope they can prove me wrong. With the raw ratings we got, as, as if, you, if you follow me on Instagram, at, at no, I almost like to say my Twitter handle, at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Perspective. Beg your pardon. I, for the life of me, have no hope for this pay-per-view. Outside of a couple matches. That's it. 
Do I think it's going to be a good show? No. Do I think it will advance anything as we head towards Royal Rumble season? No. Do I believe in my heart they're actually going to do better than I think they will? No. So now here we are. Four days away. Again, prepare for AEW and NXT tonight. So let's have a little fun with it. This is episode 143 of the Young Lions Perspective. And with that being said, let us begin. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling Delicious Podcast here, and welcome to episode 143 of the Young Lions Perspective. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Wednesday evening. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it, and... <sighs> WWE tables, ladders, and chairs. I hope you enjoyed the open. December is not always the the best month for WWE. Honestly, if they were really smart and they wanted to, you know, get fans back in the good graces, they would have done Starcade instead of having us watch TLC. It is a match that I am a big fan of, but it can't. It, it's one of those it doesn't stand alone pay per views. The same thing with Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank this is not a standalone pay per view. It doesn't work. Hell in a Cell, same thing. You have Halloween Havoc in the palm of your hands, yet you decide not to use it. Harkening back to the past, where you know people like me used to watch WCW. Halloween Havoc. Honestly, in WCW terms, one of my favorite paper, my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Fall Brawl was good. Starcade, of course, end of the year. But Halloween Havoc was always one of those pay-per-views that I fell in love with. Spring Stampede was another one. Slampery would come in a close third. Like, Starcade would have been a fucking great way to end it. Harkening back to the past, you know, name alone would get you in the door. And they could have made a great card to, to end the year and going into Royal Rumble season. All in all, we are not here to, you know, just talk shit about TLC, although we, we we could do it. I could literally go for another 20 minutes of just ranting about this shit. But I already did that in the open for 20 minutes, so you get that. But let's get down to brass tacks. We gotta make some predictions for this pay-per-view. 
And I don't know where to start. I honestly don't know where to start. We're going to start off with what I think will probably be the kickoff show, and it's unfortunate. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. These are two guys I am a big fan of. I love Alistair Black, and I love Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy came into his own when he was in 205 Live. Ever since then, ever since that day he came into 205 Live, he's been, he has some. He has definitely got some bangers under his belt. Cedric Alexander was pretty much that one. Mustafa Ali, Gallagher. He's definitely, he's, and when he came from 205 Live to SmackDown Live, I'm thinking, all right. He's a definite solid guy. You could definitely put in the mid card. You know, we could definitely have, have a, a, a come up, you know, gunning for the Intercontinental Championship. Not winning it. But, you know, definitely giving a good match and having him look strong in defeat. Then he's able to climb that mountain again and win it possibly at a, you know, at a particular big pay-per-view. That, unfortunately, right now is not the case. He's a He had his moment in the sun a few weeks ago actually it was about a month or so ago with the old Daniel Bryan angle you know he brought Roman Reigns to a very good match and Reigns had a banger and then he beat Bryan in a banger and after that it just went straight to Gar- Garbo land and they ha- we haven't really seen much of Buddy Murphy ever since Alistair Black Alistair Black was an amazing talent on NXT upon his arrival to the main roster albeit very prematurely and made no fucking sense earlier this year. He put on some good displays of talent. Upon his, you know, arrival to the main roster, I'm thinking, man, they could really do something with Alistair Black. You know? Wishful thinking, of course, when it comes to the main roster. Ever since then, they haven't really done right by him. Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black could be two guys you could you could really focus the United States Championship around if they actually had fucking brains and realized Aleister Black, you know, as United States Champion could be a very solid fucking deal. But now we have shit with AJ Styles and Real Mysterio botching fucking Hurricane Ranas. And you wonder why Raw got a two point fucking one. Black or Murphy could literally be vying for the championship right now instead of facing each other. But 
we're getting these two, and I think these two will put on a really good match. I hate the fact that they were probably going to put this on the kickoff show. Had this had some story behind it, this could be one of the better matches of the night. Surprisingly, actually this should be no surprise to anyone, I'm making this my Dark Horse match of the night, Kennedy. I think Black versus Murphy could definitely do some damage and show everybody why they deserve to be on the main card. If I had it my way, Rusev and Bobby Lashley literally would be on the kickoff show. Because they don't deserve to be on the main card. Black and Murphy does. Actually, I would have them kick off the show. Never mind what I said about the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Let these two start the show and give them 20 minutes. Get that crowd popping. Why not? I, that's how I would book it. Because I got a little bit of brains up here. I'm going with Aleister Black, though, to win. Rest, I was going to say WrestleMania season. Royal Rumble season is coming up. If they both put on a great display in the ring and either one of them wins, looks strong in defeat, then I can believe that WWE is actually pushing them both. But what I want to, this is how I'm thinking. I'm not even thinking WWE logic anymore. Fuck WWE logic. They're fucking retarded. My logic would be simple like this. Aleister Black needs to start gunning for a championship. Him as NXT champion, he had a great title reign. I thought it was a good title reign. They always make good title reigns though in NXT. So I can so I can honestly say he had a good title reign. I want to see Aleister Black start gunning for the United States Championship. I think he, they need him to start gunning for the United States Championship. Aleister Black is a damn good talent. So is Buddy Murphy. And I'm not taking any way thing, any way. Wow, words are hard today. I'm not taking anything from him. Aleister Black, though, needs to start gunning for the United States Championship. If that's, uh, that's what I would want to see happen toward, once we get into WrestleMania season. Aleister Black having a great display in the Royal Rumble. Knocking out a good amount of competitors. Eventually getting ousted, but putting on a really good show. And I know Aleister Black at Royal, at Royal Rumble could make a great statement. In January. I hope WWE is thinking about Aleister Black when it comes to the Royal Rumble match and where they could really put it in possibly. Me personally, I would love to see Styles versus Black. I I mean, nothing against Mysterio, but he doesn't really do it for me anymore. Um, and then I saw that botch and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So I hope Black gets the win, and I hope they start pushing Aleister Black for the United States Championship, because I think he does deserve a shot at that. Build him. Build your mid-card. Shit. I mean, 
AJ Styles couldn't be champion forever. I know that. But then we gave it to Rey Mysterio. Instead of building up your young talent that you got in the fucking big card, Black and Murphy, it definitely makes make fucking waves as United States champion. Both have been champions. So yeah, maybe, maybe I would want to see the mid card on Raw in 2020 would actually be better than what we were given in 2019. The Viking Raiders defending the Raw Tag Team Championship in an open challenge. Oh, sorry, excuse me. My my dumb dumb uh, hat was on. Excuse me, let me take that off. The War Raiders have an open challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championship. And whoever they put in front of them, the War Raiders win. I would have rather seen the Street Profits come out, like I, as I said earlier in the open. We get a banger of a match between War Raiders and the Street Profits. War Raiders retain. And that's what's probably going to happen on Sunday. I don't know who they're going to bring out. Crop maybe AOP. That would be fire. Seth Rollins isn't even on the card here. Okay. So, why not Seth Rollins come out? Well, I mean, if you think of it like that, though. See what... Okay, let me think of it... Let me me try to be logical about this. So, now we got Seth being heel, aligning himself with AOP. It just destroyed Owens. Might be a little bit too soon to gun for the Raw Tag Team Championships. But I don't know. If it's AOP, then I see no reason for why AOP wouldn't win the championship. You know what I'm saying? Again, I don't I don't know who they're gonna put out. I'm going with the War Raiders to retain. If it's AOP. I might be fucked. <laughs> but I think I don't I don't think they're established enough to gun for the raw tag team guys. I don't know. They could be full they could pull some shit. We don't know. They could have pulled some surprise shit, be like, oops, bow surprise. And you know, bam, AOP comes out, beats War Raiders, and then we get new raw tag team champions. That'd be dope, but we don't know. So with that, I'm going with the War Raiders to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. If it's AOP, I'm going to mark the fuck out. The New Day defending the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the Revival. Another New Day Revival match. Why? Just, just why? Why? It's because they, they're those two teams are all they've got in the SmackDown tag team division. Heavy Machinery is a slight third, but that ain't really saying much. I, I, I don't know. I've seen this match so much this year that it makes my head hurt when I think about it. It's starting to make my head hurt. Head, head hurt. Alliteration, son. Head hurt. There we go. Uh, 
I, I don't know what they're going to do with the Tag Team Championship going into 2020 and WrestleMania and shit. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care because they don't make me care. You know, I love tag team wrestling. And I know they can produce a great match. I know this. But I've seen this way too many times. Tainies. And I don't even know. I at this. I mean, this match will be good. But I, I, I don't care. It's, the thing is, I don't care for it enough because I know it's just tried and true. And I've seen it. You know, you took the you took away the revival, undisputed era, War Raiders at Survivor Series. I'm still pissed about that. But I don't think they're gonna take the titles off the New Day, and I'm going with the New Day to retain. I mean, the revival's contract is coming up, and it's expiring. Consensus, consensus. Uh, Consensus conjecture. Wow, I'm coming with the alliteration today. My Jesus. Don't know, don't care if that was grammatically correct either. Don't care. The consensus conjecture is that the revival are going to be on their way out the door. That's the only reason why I think the revival had to drop the championships because they weren't going to resign. I still don't think they're going to resign. I think come 2020, whenever their contract is up, they're out. I think mentally they've already checked out. I really do. I really think for the life of me that they just don't give a shit anymore about uh, revival. Because they're not resigning. If I'm Dawson and Wilder, I'm not resigning for shit. Fuck that. You had a tag team that honestly was for the first ever two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And yet they still went like complete garbage on main roster television. Don't get me wrong. I dig the New Day. I I do. Y'all know I do. But it's becoming to be a bit overkill, if you ask me. Early 2000s G-Unit type shit. What I mean by that is they got a, it's a little bit oversaturated. don't I I mean I'm gonna pick New Day to win but my goodness I mean I'm hoping this is the last time and then you know the revival just goes off, go off into obscurity you know hangs out for three three four months and then just still throws up the deuce sign waits three months for their no con you know no compete clause oh and if they actually do that right that's around the time all out's about to go down in August What a perfect time. Hold on. Let's let's see if we can do this math correctly. 
I'm looking up the revival contract for those of you who are asking. Ah, yes, Fightful. Grand information you have. Wrestling contract expiration dates. Ooh, ooh, whoa. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so the revival. Oh, shit. This could work. This could honestly work. Oh my god, yes. Oh, this is a find. This is a beautiful find. No, I don't care for that. Okay, I need to... Whatever the hell that was, trying to make me jump scare in 2020. I have a 2019. Fuck that shit. Okay, so. The Revival. Their contract ends April 2020. Which might tell me that their contract ends after WrestleMania. So. They finish up their contract. Four more months. WrestleMania is over. They throw deuces. More than likely, they have a 90-day no-compete clause, which will run through July. And then you start the rumors about the revival going to AEW. If they're not re-signing, and as far as we know, they haven't re-signed shit. We'll be talking about the revival coming out. No, okay, bold prediction time. Probably not as much of a bold prediction as you think it is, but it's a bold fucking prediction. The revival will be go will be showing up at AEW either around all out, if they keep it an actual mainstay pay-per-view. Will they be showing up at all out? Or will be showing up on the dynamite after all out? And we're going to be getting Young Bucks versus The Revival. The match we've pretty much wanted for about a year and a half. Their contract ends in July. They go to, they, they holiday AEW, you know, or come and, con, you know, holiday AEW while they're, you know, on the compete clause. Talk to them a little bit, maybe negotiate a deal, maybe, you know, start a little conversation, keep in contact for the next three months. You know, get home, relax, chill with the family if they do have one. Spend some time with family and friends. And come July, rumors start up. No complete clause. It's pretty much bye-bye. And then, and then... Hey, we'll maybe find out a rumor about the Revival finally signing with AEW. Multi-year deal. They either show up at All Out or they're showing up at the Dynamite after All Out. And you want to talk about a game changer 
your you want to talk about the, the want to talk about best tag team division in professional wrestling right now. You have the revival in there. You have literally the best tag team division going in AEW. Period. The only problem at that point is how to book everybody. Because then you'll have Lucha Bros, Best Friends, Hybrid 2, Dark Order, Santana and Ortiz, Lucha Bros, <clears throat> some reason I, oh my god, SCU, Young Bucks, and The Revival. What tag team division is going to be able to compete with that? None. Telling you, August 2020, September 2020, the Revival are going to be in AEW. It's only a matter of time, and I can't wait to see it fucking happen. The Kabuki Warriors, as we round out the Tag Team Championship portion of this predictions episode. Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. I honestly don't know how this match came to be. I really don't. I, I really, really fucking don't. Okay, Dick, let's see if we can find him. Okay, so for this is from Wikipedia. Quote, during the Women's Survivor Series match, Team Raw captain Charlotte Flair and partner Asuka had an altercation resulting in Asuka spinning green mist on Flair's face. Asuka walked out of the match while Flair was eliminated. A match between the two occurred on the following outs of Raw, where Asuka spat green mist on Flair's face once again and pinned her to win the match thanks to assistance from Asuka's tag team partner, Kyrie Sane. The following week, Flair lost to the Kabuki Warriors in a handicap match. On, the, on this past Monday's episode, Flair approached former rival and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and stated that although she did not like Lynch, she disliked the Kabuki Warriors even more. Lynch initially ju- rejected Flair and then won a handicap match against the Kabuki Warriors to my disqualification, after which they put Lynch through a table. Later, Lynch and Flair agreed to team up and face the Kabuki Warriors in a table ladders and chairs tag team match for their Women's Tag Team Championship at TLC. Okay, I haven't. Hmm. Who do we go with here? Who? Honestly. I'll go with the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, I can go with that. I mean, I honestly, I mean, the TLC opens the door for a retain, for them retaining the championships. Just opens the door for it. Not even mad about it. It's pretty, I mean, it, I mean, it looks easy, pretty easy to predict this one, I think. Even my dog thinks so. Right? Yeah, you're comfy. Okay. That was your obligatory Molly moment of the show. I, I don't, I mean, with the tag team division for the ladies, it, is, it has gone honestly nowhere. I mean, it was only a matter of time before Asuka and Kyrie were going to win the championships anyway. I just wish they had done it better. And I've discussed that on many an episode of the podcast. You can definitely check those back out. Early spring. Hell, I probably went as far back as maybe March 
February and March around there. And like I said, I could have they could have I booked it a lot better than they fucking could have. And they had and they they have booked it like hot garbage. I just don't know. I mean, if their title reign goes to WrestleMania, one they better have fucking Kyrie, you know, saying have a Pirates en- uh, entrance on the fucking uh, damn pirate boat they have in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Better give us that. I just don't see Lynch and Flair winning it. I don't. I just don't. I I think it doesn't. You know, doesn't make any lick of sense to, for them to. To bring back Becky two belts and Charlotte Flair as tag team champions when they dislike each other, they should be gunning for each other. That kind of sounds weird. Instead of you know dealing with the tag team division, but I understand you know Oscar with the miss and everything. I just wish that WWE actually actually gave a fuck about their tag team divisions. I really do, because there are tag teams you could use. You of course have you know the Iconics fire and desire you know Nikki Cross and Alexa I guess that works I don't fucking know if they did an Italian and Beth Phoenix that would have been dope you know for a one time deal a little nostalgia action best friends facing best friends you know you could have have created a division that people actually gave a fuck about they could have done Naomi and Carmella and called them the Fabulous Glow. That was on the fly, people. And people would eat that shit up, too. Not gonna li- I'm not even lying. Hell, they could have became heels off that shit. For real, for real. They could have been bitchy heels. And I would have been all for it. So I thought of it. Cut my check. But I'm going to go with the Kabuki Warriors to retain. This, I mean, with tables, ladders, and chairs, you can, it's open for more shit. So they could do more spots, and it could get interesting. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll see where this goes. I don't know why I didn't pick Rusev and Bobby Lashley yet. I completely forgot about it. I didn't even want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. This fuck, I actually talked about it in the open, so I'm not going to talk much about it. This match, this match is bullshit. This whole feud has been bullshit. This storyline is retarded. It's dumb. Rusev needs to, should be actually booked better than he is. Hell, Bobby Trashley could be booked better than he is right now. Honestly, he could have he could have been a fucking monster, a straight up monster that could have been going for the top title. Instead, Brock Lesnar is pretty much taking a nice little vacay because he's Brock Lesnar and pretty much won't be back until Royal Rumble season. then again in my world booking wise everything's a lot different very different like like hell in a cell never would have happened different Rusev should win because that that's what this angle has been leading to I guess Lashley gets put through a table yay I laugh I think Lana's gonna be the, Lana's gonna be the reason that Lashley goes through the table. Either she turns on Lashley and runs and runs back to Rusev, which would be a fucking hilarious, just downright a dumb dumb way to end the angle. All that shit and that that shouldn't happen because then Rusev will be kissing. Uh, never mind, I'm not gonna go there. 
we are a family-friendly show. <laughs> we are not a family-friendly show. But I'm not going to take it there. I'm going to get my mind out of the gutter. But you know what I'm talking about. Shut up. Yeah, you in the back. Shut up. Quit smiling. It's not funny. I just don't care. Give Rusev this one. Throw him a bone. And then we'll move on with our lives. I'll tweet about it. It's going to be hilarious. Let me make sure I caught up. Okay, we got two left. Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. I think it's going to be one of those matches that a lot of people are going to be like, uh, but we're going to end up being like, damn. And I know that for a fact that The Fiend's going to come out. Actually, from what I've been hearing, Bray, um, oh wait, this is not entitled. Have you noticed the pattern as of yet, y'all? Only the tag titles are going to be defended. No singles titles are being defended on the show. Weird, isn't it? Kind of weird. Don't know how I feel about it. We'll figure it out when we, when we get there. But this this feud has, has been has actually been interesting ever since like Daniel Bryan and the Fiend has been going on. The way they set up Miz and Wyatt wasn't even that half bad. I like it. Miz has kind of been a low key player in all of this. Low-key background player and all of this, and I've been absolutely enjoying it. I dig the fact that Miz has been a back a very good background player in all of this. I do. You know, just telling Daniel Bryan you don't need to do this. You don't. And of course, Daniel Bryan being the stubborn guy I know he is, he says, Leave me alone. Now, he's in the crosshairs of the fiend I love the way they set this up it continues because mm, then that leads up to Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt whether possibly at Royal Rumble marquee a nice little marquee matchup it's a nice little marquee matchup you can have for the Royal Rumble if you're saving it for the if you're doing it for the purposes of saving it for the Royal Rumble I'm all for it big match uh, a match like that and especially after what Brian got Brian was done was that that been done to him don't know if that was grammatically correct but we'll keep it going so if that leads to Royal Rumble Brian versus Wyatt then yeah I'm all for it this is a nice little placeholder I can dig it I'm okay with what they're bringing to the table here with that I hope that we get a better... I hope it's a better match than I think it's going to be. I want it to be that match. No title on the line, so they can do a little bit more with it. Hopefully it doesn't and doesn't end up being short. I would hate that. I want to give it a little bit of time. You know, 8 to 10 minutes tops. 
you know, but we see, it, but you know, we get we get to see uh, if it's just regular Bray Wyatt, if it's not the Fiend, then I'm okay with them going a little bit longer. I would rather see, honestly, the Fiend, like I said, the Fiend doesn't need to come out every pay per view. Doesn't doesn't need to be done. I I really don't care about the fact that you know they do it every pay per view. No, let Bray Wyatt be Bray Wyatt for a little bit. Play, let them play both sides. I think it'll be perfectly fine giving us a Bray Wyatt ex- ex- except the Fiend. Bray Wyatt without him being the Fiend. Okay, yeah, words are hard. Been a long day, y'all. But I'm going with Bray Wyatt to win. I think they're not going to stop his momentum. Miz will just be another victim, but I hope I get a better we get a better match out of this than we are being have been. Let me think about that. I hope it's a better match than I think it's gonna be. I hope it's that match. I want it to be that match. This could have also been a Dark Horse candidate for the night of a match of the night for me. Really would have. But that's a but of course Black versus Murphy already has that. So we can give it a designation, so we can't run with that. But I think I think Wyatt Miz, if Bray Wyatt is just Bray Wyatt and not the fiend, hope he still comes out to the same music because that'd be dope. If it, if it honestly is the fiend versus the Miz, it ain't gonna last long. Just keep that in mind. But I would rather them just go with Bray Bray Wyatt, just Bray Wyatt against the Miz. It'll get a little it will give us a little bit more realism. Actually, it'll give us a little bit more you know, depth in the character that is Bray Wyatt. You know, how can he go, you know, can he go about it, you know, when he's not the Fiend, when that comes out? Save the Fiend only for Daniel Bryan, for big matches, for that Universal Championship. So I will go with Bray Wyatt to win. I think it's going to be a better match than I expected. And we're going to end this all with some bullshit. I know that's what you came here for. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus everyone's favorite Applebee's general manager, Baron Corbin. We don't call him king over here. We don't. We, we don't do that here. We're not going to talk about it. It's not going to be discussed. Roman Reigns wins. We're done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Roman's going to win. The only bullshit part of it is that they're not even fighting for anything. What's going to be on top of that ladder? Ain't going to be a title. Nothing's going to be necessary. The only thing they actually could be fighting for is the spot number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. And the other one has to be at number one. (laughs) That's the only thing I could possibly think of that would warrant an absolute legitimate reason as to why this is a TLC match. Why is this a TLC match? This match, this feud should have been never, this feud should have never happened in the first fucking place. Let's just get that out of the way really fucking quick. But yeah, I I just don't really give a fuck about it. I just don't care for it. I don't feel the need for it. It pisses me off. I'm just not, you know, I just don't care. Like I said, if this is your main event, I'm going night-night. I'm I'm going to take some drinks, warm milk, take some Z-Quil. Yeah, uh, take a shot, maybe three. Nine, I don't know, and go now, and go to night night, and go to bed. 
just fuck it. Just just go just go take you know go Tommy Pickles route and just you know sit in my boot juice box and go nap now. I don't give a fuck. I just don't care for this shit anymore. Let this feud fucking end. So Roman Reigns can then fucking win the Royal fucking Rumble like I know he's going to and go to WrestleMania, face Bray Wyatt for the title, beat him, and it's going to be right back to 2016 like did it miss a fucking beat. You know it's going to happen. I'll be shocked if it doesn't. But I know for a fucking fact that's going to happen. Get ready, because you we already know what happened in 2014 and 2016. And if it goes back to those levels, we're going right back to square fucking one with this dude. And 2019, I did not mind Roman Reigns. Like shit. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't. If it does, I'm gonna be la- I'm gonna laugh so fucking hard, and you should be as well. You will laugh. You should let la- be laughing if that does happen. Didn't I, I? I wouldn't even miss a beat. Wouldn't even be mad about it because I know it's gonna happen. It's a. It's. I think it, it's not a mere formality. It melt. Words. It's not a mere formality at this point, but it might as well fucking be. Again, this shouldn't be even be a TLC match. This should even be, this should just, you know, be in the mid, it's a mid-card matchup that just should be over in like eight minutes. No one cares. Go home. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck Corbin. Not the man, the character. Get him the fuck out of here. Let Roman Reigns do the shit he's supposed to be doing. Which is winning the Royal Rumble, beating Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 36, and me laughing my ass off. And that, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to end episode 143 of the Young Lions Perspective. Your TLC preview and predictions. As always, we end the show in proper... Actually, no. I'm sorry. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to our sponsor. I got a couple new sponsors. Um, I don't know. I do not know which one will come up. But I did do record a couple charity um, spots. So those are charity sponsored. I get nothing out of that, which is perfectly fine. So I, like I said, I'm not sure which one. Of, I got three of them. I'm not exactly sure which one will pop up. You'll just have to stay tuned and find out as we, oh, of course, we're going to listen to that. And then we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready and prepared for episode 144 of the Young Lions Perspective. Stick around. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 142 with the Young Lions Perspective. As always, I want to say... Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 142 of the Young Lions Perspective. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly appreciate it. If you have any opinions or thoughts about today's episode or any of the past episodes in the last week or so, do not hesitate to hit me up with a voice message on anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, the home base of everything that is YLP, even though I do say Instagram is the mothership of everything that is YLP. Hit me up with a voice message on there. Let me know what you think. 
whether it be about professional wrestling or outside the ropes. If I like it enough, I will no problem featuring it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective podcast. Of course, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions Perspective. Share this episode across all of your social media, the Instagram, the Facebooks, the Twitters, whatever you got. Gab. I don't know if that's still a thing, but Gab as well. Spread the word, especially as we're heading towards the end of the year. Top 10 matches of the year. Top 10 honorable mentions of the year. Um, the y, the first ever YLP year end awards we're going to be doing this year. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That was Wrestle Kingdom 14. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That was TakeOver Blackpool. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That was the Royal Rumble, which I'm going to do on a special day. And I'll announce that as you know when we get further into Towards the end of the year, I'll make all my announcements for shows then for the month of January so you can look forward to everything. I may even do it on my Instagram. But yeah, spread the word, share this episode across all your social media, and let the people know that going into 2020, the Young Lions Perspective is your alternative for professional wrestling podcasts and that we are here to stay. Now, if you do not happen to have the Anchor app, that's perfectly fine. I am mad at you. We, everybody has all different types of podcasting apps that they have on their phone. So if you're looking for this episode of the podcast or any of the other 141 episodes of the Young Lions Perspective podcast, including seven episodes of Outside the Ropes and five episodes of The Secret Files, you can still find this podcast across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox FM, Stitcher Radio, and of course that good old Spotify fam. Search for the Young Lions Perspective across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding them whatsoever. If you want to follow me on my social media, if you want to know when I'm tweeting out, when I do live tweeting, when any breaking news I may put out there, any 60 second you know videos about what I'm watching with the shows, it's a rarity, but it does happen. Any memes. I don't do memes often, but when I do memes, it's lit. Follow me on my Twitter, at SwedeSenatorWWI. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R, capital W, capital W, capital I. I do live tweeting for AEW, SmackDown Live, because Raw is simply trash, and I have no time for it. And every AEW, WWE, and NXT TakeOver specials. And on the rare occasion that I'm up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I got nothing else better to do, I do occasionally, rarely, live tweet for New Japan Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling as, well, my goodness. If you want to follow me on the mothership of everything that is YLP, that is my Instagram. Follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Follow me on both of those platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective podcast. So, tomorrow... Episode 143, we will go over what I loved and what I hated about tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Of course, it's my shortest show of the week because of Thursday Night Football, and y'all know it's it's fantasy football playoffs. And for those of you that are in your fantasy football league playoffs, congratulations. If you're not, fuck you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do work, get better, you'll be back in there. You'll be in the playoffs next year, I promise you. You'll be in the playoffs next year, all right? Not going to lie. So, guys, until tomorrow for episode 143 of the Young Lions Perspective, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy whatever you're going to be watching, whether it be AEW or NXT. Either way, fans win. 
main roster loses, and it's all good. And I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow for episode 143 of the Young Lions Perspective. See you.